the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday, January the 5th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsh, how are you doing this morning? Cold. How about oh, you, Jordan? It is so, so cold outside. I can't. I can't handle it. Right? I can't handle it anymore. And it was it was trash day in our neighborhood, and I felt so bad for all the garbage guys because <sighs> we, you know, along with a lot of other people, you know, did the whole, like, New Year's clean out, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I had way more, more trash than I normally do. Right. And I, f- I felt bad, but also, I, you know, <laughs> it was good to see it gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, do you guys do a big, like, spring clean, too? No, I mean, not as a group, but, like, I'll, I get the, the you know, the mom push going then i'm just like i can't stand this i need to and and i could do that in every room of my house it just needs to be done but i just felt so bad because it was frigid this morning oh so cold you know it's cold when uh, my dog walks outside and immediately turns around and goes mm-hmm. back inside yeah and i had to try to carry him most of the way Did, this morning is he does he have a little coat oh yeah he's got a bunch of little coats he doesn't do uh he doesn't do the cold weather he's got a hoodie he's got a little sweater he's got like one that uh is pretty heavy duty uh, for cold weather stuff mm-hmm. that he's got. He's got a bunch of stuff. So do you, do you labor about the, you know, what you're going to have him wear in the morning? No, you take him no, out? no, no. It's whatever. whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, th- today it was the real heavy one. Mm-hmm. So when it's cold enough, you put the heavy one on. But uh, And do you talk to him about it? Like the little preamble, like today, da-da, <laughs> we're going to put the parka on. He already it's knows. Pretty cold. He already knows what's going on somehow. Yeah. I don't know. He just it's it's not cold like in the house, but... I took a page out of his book this morning. I did not want to get Oof. out of the bed because it was so cold. It you just felt both. like you could just feel the cold already. <laughs> uh, you and me both. But uh, programming note before I forget about it because I might do that. Uh, Shepherd basketball is uh, still happening today, except the women's game has been postponed against Millersville because the Millersville uh, women's team, a couple of them have come down with COVID. So uh, they've canceled uh, or postponed rather the Shepherd and the Millersville girls game, which instead has moved the men's game up to 6 p.m. It was at 730. Now it is at 6 p.m. Uh, and it'll be right here on WEPM and WCST with the pregame show going live at 545. Okay. How long will it take you to get to Millersville? Uh, it's like two and a half hours, something like that. Okay, it's not too bad. See, the tough ones are like IUP and Johnstown, things like that, where you yeah. have to get off eighty one and then get on the turnpike and go through these like back mountain roads right. to get there. The Millersville and like north, was it northeast Pennsylvania is easy. You just take okay. eighty one the whole way. Still, you should pack you know provisions in the van ah, because if we've right. learned nothing from our Talks with Steve Allen during the What Could Possibly Go Wrong segments wasn't 
the the last couple of days on I ninety five an object lesson. Is it still all frozen, if you will? Um, I think they well they moved the traffic off. I think traffic is going again, but they they were still clearing things up Oof. at dinner time yesterday, and this all happened at breakfast time on Monday. Can you imagine being stuck in that? I. I feel so bad for those people. Oh, and, you know, I know we have Steve Allen on and he talks about, you know, if you're going to go on any kind of trip during the winter, just assume you're going to get stuck stuck in traffic mm-hmm. for a few hours and mention things like if you know you're going to be there for hours, only run your vehicle's engine 10 minutes right. every hour, mm-hmm. which was great advice. I don't, uh, hopefully some of those folks had that in mind, but they were running out of food and water and <sighs> someone with um, a Schmidt's bakery truck. Um, some, someone in the line saw the Schmidt's bakery truck oh, called their corporate office from, the, from the vehicle. And, uh, they're like, yeah, we'll help. And so the guy driving the truck opened up the back and passed wow. out bread. <clears throat> well, how cool is that? That's very cool. That's super cool. They've and been, that's good publicity there for well, Schmidt's bakery. I, I don't think that's why they did it, but like <laughs> it's rolling around some of the local pages. And, and I saw one, huh. one in the threads once said, Hey, I'm going to buy more of their products. Cause that was a solid yeah, thing That's to do. pretty cool. Yeah. That is a good idea. I and wonder then, what the, I wonder if, uh, how close it was from it being like a friendly thing to get the bread or before um, people were going to start like, just trying to hey, topple hey, they're, the... They're giving up bread. They're giving up bread up there. <laughs> just start Five shaking, just rocking the truck right. back and forth till it flips over. Wow. Yeah, well, uh, I think... Like the fact zombie that land? They, that they opened the door themselves meant that yeah. no looting required. And yeah. yeah. But um, Senator <clears throat> Tim, Tim Kaine of Virginia, who was stuck in that mess as well, <clears throat> apparently uh, was the recipient... There was a family coming up from a vacation in Florida, and they, they did what we've usually do is buy like a, a huge bag of oranges, mm-hmm. you know, Florida oh, yeah. oranges. And they, those now, people is there were, a difference? Can you taste the yes. difference? Yes. Cause I don't know if I've ever knowingly had like a Florida orange other than whatever you can get at the store. So right the now. California ones and no offense to anyone in California or from California. <laughs> Listening but, to know, Panhandle live. <laughs> so they look, they, they're on a truck and all of that stuff. The, the Florida ones are fresher and Juicier. Mm. And they, now, are you just saying that because you're basically a Florida person? <laughs> you're basically I'm, from Florida. I'm Florida adjacent because I married a Floridian. <laughs> I, I, the, it's so good. And the the grapefruit, the ruby red grapefruit, mm-hmm. so good. So, but uh, somebody gave the governor some oranges? The, the senator, or senator uh, Tim Kaine. Yeah, an orange. And like they were passing it around. They didn't mm. know who he was, I guess, but hmm. passing it around to other people. In the, it's funny in that the, the uh, senator got stuck in all that, you know? Yeah, not, not. Well, well okay. funny, funny in like a general like, sense. Not but like, like yeah, to talk about an everyman moment. Mm-hmm. But think, think of, and it's interesting because you and I were talking about this. In all that mess over 24 hours, apparently what I'm, what I'm reading in the updates is no injuries. Really? No, no deaths. Wow, Which, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, with right because people speeding or something and not realizing the ice and slipping and sliding and and, and folks being stuck mm-hmm. for you know in in twenty degree temperatures. True, so. very true. Yeah, I uh, we were looking at Twitter uh, yesterday about a couple of the things and uh, seeing some guy that's a reporter in Miami was leaving New York and got stuck almost immediately after <sighs> leaving. Or no, he got stuck in Quantico in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um. And then still has, so he was stuck for 24 hours in Virginia in his car because of the snow and still has what, 10 hours to drive? Oh, yeah, easily. Through just where it got even worse? Mm-hmm. Unreal. Then he's heading to Miami. 
And so he, you know, destination is it's a good destination to have oh, yeah. at the end of the tunnel. But, but you're stuck in 11 mm-hmm. inches of snow. You know, can you imagine how desperate that had to be for some no. of those folks? Because you don't, you know, we can look at it in the, in hindsight, in the rear view and say, oh, well, they had X number of hours that they were stuck. They didn't know how long they were going to be stuck. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, can you imagine no. that there are some folks who are very claustrophobic? They, you know, they don't get to like to be hemmed in in any situation. Mm-hmm. But to not know where you were and, you know, not from around here, you don't know what the local, you know, reaction is going to be. Does anyone Crazy. know we're here? You know, um, I, no, I, I, can't, understand I can't imagine it. There were people like getting out of their cars and like, oh, you yeah. know, trying to walk away and where you, where just you, leave. Where the car. You I feel like that makes it worse. It where makes you the going? situation worse because then once everything's good, then your car's just right. stuck there. And but I get it. Thing. I understand. Like, I got to do something, yeah. you know, um, and people there with their cars and their, their um, I'm sorry, their children, their pets and elderly folks or someone who just wanted to go out and get a coffee. Oh, could you imagine? You're in your jammies just to pop or whatever. On it real, pop on mm-hmm. the interstate real quick. Miss yeah, I'm going to get my coffee. I'll just go to the bathroom when I get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be brutal. Can you imagine if you're waiting for a DoorDash order <laughs> and that person's stuck? <laughs> not <laughs> happening today. <laughs> Probably not tomorrow. Not looking good for Wednesday. That got ate. That is gone. Your food's gone. Yeah, Your that, food does not matter anymore. What, what does the review look like for that? Anyway. Well, goodness. Well, thankfully, I'm taking the uh, station van up to Millersville today, so I got a little bit of space to stretch out if I... Uh, Run into any. You better uh, put traffic. some provisions that aren't like. I'm going to take you, some. You know, now you're um, mentioning it. I'm going to take some with me. Just in case. And we should probably have some stuff like that in the station van, anyways. Right? Well, I, yeah. Just because. Yeah, or at least in the supply closet. Mm. So, And something more than just Sour Patch Kids. Oh, okay? you, know I got, you know that there's a bag I, in there. You know, already. it's fine to put Sour Patch Kids <laughs> in, but you know, you also you might need some peanuts or, you know, mm, something. Oh, jerky. Jerky. You ever yeah. do like jerky? Yeah, I don't mind beef jerky. Yeah. Stinks up the car, combos, but it's... Combos. <laughs> no, those Pepperoni pizza those combos. Those are the best. Those are the best. Uh, but speaking of weather, let's just take a look at your weather while we uh, are thinking about it. Today, partly cloudy skies with a high of 46. Uh, tomorrow or Tonight, rather, clear skies and a low of 29. Then tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy skies and a high of 38, but we have some snow inbound. Well, supposedly, or forecasted at least, some snow inbound for Thursday. Uh, I've been seeing two inches Thursday night into Friday morning. Uh, I'm not sure if that is going to necessarily be the case or not, but Mm -hmm. I guess we'll find out. Because we were supposed to get all that snow the other day, and we didn't get any of it. I don't know. They said, like, trace to three inches, and we didn't get even a trace uh, that's not too bad but like it's remarkable how much snow everyone around oh, us got and i know it's it's like a, it seems kind of fake when you see like all the snow in baltimore and dc it's like they were no just way gaslighting I us know, it's like no way like just putting out images from 1978's blizzard and <laughs> yeah. like why why are all the cars old-fashioned there on that street <laughs> why is this picture and why is this picture what is it it's like would they always look yellow oh yeah that kind of sepia tone <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, uh, Thursday night starting around 5 o'clock is what it says, or 6 o'clock here. Uh, it's supposed to start getting some snow, and then it'll end uh, around 3 a.m. Friday morning. So be prepared for that uh, Thursday night into your Friday morning commute. So yeah, but uh, we've got to take our first break, and then uh, on the way, we have Metro News Statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney on to talk about the uh, legislative session that's getting ready to come up, some budget stuff, all the important things to know about down in Charleston. So stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. What's going on, Marsha? Oh, I was just looking at my Facebook and um, Jason from, uh, I guess he's 92.9 now, mm-hmm. um, posted the Betty White Challenge. What's the Betty White Challenge? Uh, that on her birthday, the 100th oh, birthday, yeah, 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 on yeah. the 17th, that mm-hmm. folks donate to rescues. He's got he's got a big goofy dog, Scout, so he mm. loves animals. I was going to so say, just, that makes me nervous. Anytime I hear challenge at the end of something, oh yeah, I kind of want it to be some crazy thing that people are just like, calling it the Betty White thing and it's like you jump off of or water tower live to 99.9 and then dip out <laughs> is that the, that take a long while to who knows yeah but yeah that's cool yeah um anyway. you gonna donate probably yeah. yeah it's also my my mother-in-law's drum roll 80th birthday no way yeah. well On you the can 17th. donate in her mm-hmm. honor and you can yeah. knock out two chris birthday presents right, right there. like to a to a cat um you know oh, rescue she's or that dog person she has in let me just put it this way they've had dogs mm-hmm. but um in her latter years she has gotten a lot of enjoyment out of these this little brother and sister combo cat deal that she got as kittens right so that's how my they, grandparents have it too they sleep on her bed and you know they just they're her constant companions so. i need to find somebody to come on here to tell Convince me you. how to get my dog to not sleep in my bed at night i think it's too late for that i don't know i don't know who in the world has that kind of skill who, who's the guy, the... Uh, Caesar? Yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. Do, dog, whisperer? dog whisperer? Yeah, I need him. I need him to teach me how to keep... Cause, but he's a dog. He's uh, an animal lover. And I think he would understand the grieving process that Dada would go through. If, like, I get if that. If suddenly he's like evicted to the couch. I get that. Or some like little dog bed at the end, in the floor. <laughs> funny because that's everything that you described everything that's in my house yeah a little dog bed on the floor that he never uses yeah he does no he does use it from time to time (laughs) mainly if he's in trouble i'll make him go in there but he knows Um, that like at nighttime it's it's you know spoon time (laughs) (laughs) and like i get that but it's so nice to not have him oh like when you go to a hotel or something and you're like dada free it's so nice but can you imagine what it from his perspective I know, poor guy. I know. But uh, but like now that it's cold, he's just like a, this little this little ball mm-hmm. right in the middle of the bed. It's like your bed warmer. Why are you complaining? Because it's uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I'm getting smushed up against the wall, and he's got this whole <laughs> big bed, and and all the covers too. I might add, he's in the covers, uh-huh. so he'll wedge himself in the covers. So I'm mushed against the wall while mm-hmm. he's still pushing me <laughs> into the wall. Well, maybe you could train him to like have better bed. Well, the you worst know, thing hygiene, is, but. The worst part is, is that um, he's like a 70 pound dog, right? Mm-hmm. And all the dogs I've had in the past, if you like moved them or tried to move them when they were sleeping, they'd like bark, go crazy and then run away, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, him, he will just lay there. I don't know how he like tricks gravity into making him be like 300 pounds <laughs> of dead weight. And you could kick him, you could try and toss him, you can jump him around mm-hmm. and he will just lay there just look at you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win that one. No, I'm not. I, I don't think you're going to win any of those because, yeah. Need somebody to tell me how to how to fix that. I'm, maybe there's someone out there who specializes in that. But, like, if you're a dog owner or a pet owner, 
you got to look at it from the dog's perspective. How long has he been doing this? And then you're going to cut him off? Had him for since 2019, so what, three okay. years? Yeah. Hmm. That's, well, that's anyway. pretty harsh of you. Get a bigger bed. <laughs> I can't fit a bigger bed in my uh, bedroom. Sleep on the couch. It would literally. I would just end up putting it on the floor, and then it would just be part of the floor. Have you considered like a, sleeping on the couch? I already do. <laughs> I already do. But then you know what happens? What? My dog's right on top of me there too, so I can't escape him. He just wants the companionship. He's all over me. He's the clingiest mm-hmm. dog ever. Well, He's you, the man. He's you work all buddy. day, and then like he misses you, and yeah. Anyways, uh, we didn't. We meant to get to this a little sooner, but mm-hmm. uh, Shepherd University starting quarterback Tyson Bajan, also Martinsburg high grad, uh, has just been racking up the honors and the awards and the accolades after uh, the great season he had. He of course won the Harlan Hill Award, which is the uh, most valuable player, player the best player in all of Division Two uh, football. He won that, and now Shepherd uh, Shepherd University Foundation has established the TB2 Harlan Hill Award for Excellence Scholarship in uh, Tyson Bajit's name. Yeah, so it's not it doesn't benefit him, but mm-hmm. it's in his honor. Why do they call it TB2? So what we've deducted or deduced deducted deduced. is uh, that. TB, of course, Tyson Bajan, and okay. two being his jersey number, two. Oh, okay. So TB2, like TB12, Tom Brady, 12. Okay. <laughs> you know Tom Brady. You know that name. All right. You know that one. But yeah, uh, very cool. And it's it's even cooler, like you brought this up, mm-hmm. that uh, it's going to be in effect while he's still there. Yeah, it goes into effect this fall. Yeah. And, um, you know, he'll he'll know some of the kids who get who are recipients of it. That's neat. Yeah. And he's a deserving kid for all this stuff to happen. He's such a good kid. Well, and and that's what you what you hear when people are reflecting about him is that not only is he a stellar athlete, but also a leader on the team and an all around good kid. Mm-hmm. I read an article by Rick Kozlowski over at the Journal, and he was talking about how um, touched he was that Tyson asked him how his cancer treatments were going. Oh goodness! Wow, that is you know? not, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's definitely the type of. Uh, the type of guy, the type of kid that uh, Tyson is. He's a great ambassador for Martinsburg, for Shepard, for all of us in the Panhandle. And I'm glad that all this is happening. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and he's around to witness it. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. not like he's in another city. And, exactly. You know, that's really cool. It is. But um, thank you to Cecilia for sending me that information. Um, I guess it was yesterday or today. Um, but thanks for that. That was that's awesome. It's, yeah. it's nice to put out some good news like that. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, we have some big news happening down in uh, the state capitol down in Charleston, getting ready to start up here soon with the legislative session and budgets and goodness, all that uh, big, important stuff that we always need to know about. And the person that always knows about it is Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. And he'll be joining us here after the break on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, Spring West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And joining us on the phone is Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. Brad, how are you doing this morning? Oh, hi. Good morning. Doing good. How are you? Good. Are you freezing? <laughs> no, I'm actually, I, I am 
in my basement and I have a dog over my right shoulder. <laughs> um, so I, I'm in I'm in great shape. Now let me ask let me ask you a question. This might he may be a not have heard personal. that, cer- that yeah. segment. Ahead and of if this. this seems too personal, you don't have to ask it. But do you let your dog sleep with you in bed at night? Uh, you know, I I was not the one who started that. It is it is a factor in my life. Yes, that the dog does have. In fact, not only the bed, but sometimes on my pillow right mm. by my head. So I guess it's safe to assume that you are not the biggest fan of having your dog in bed with you at night. Uh, you know, it, it's it's nice and cozy, and on on cold winter nights, there's there's sort of a fur element that's that's, that's you know warming. So I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm he's, all right. he's being all right. very all diplomatic, right. yeah, but yeah, a yeah. this was not his. You know his idea, and 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 uh, B, the dog is asserting his dominance every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll I'll take that answer. <laughs> yeah, because can I have some pillow? The dog looks at you and just says no. No, that'll be a no for me. It's a no for me. <laughs> so, um, you're prepping up to to get ready to cover the legislative session, right? Oh man, yes, and you know it it. I don't know how it's going to be this year. You know, last year it was very subdued in, in the sense that there were a lot of COVID-19 precautions. You know, everything was streaming. Uh, the, the Capitol was largely shut off to the average citizen. Even reporters like me had access, but a lot of the house meetings for example were in the chamber and reporters were supposed to be if you went in the room at all were supposed to be in the the um the sort of seats up above the wooden the wooden seats mm-hmm. in the gallery um and then you know in, in the senate it was a little looser but um you know still still pretty restricted and I, it doesn't sound so far like it's going to be that way this year. Although, um, you know, o- Omicron is, uh, it, it, I don't know how you guys are. It's, it's hard for me to know how to deal with it. I, I feel personally relatively confident because I am fully vaccinated and boosted. And so, you know, what we what we know now, and it's early, is that it seems like that would likely result in a mild case of, of COVID, but it also seems so infectious that you're certainly likely to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I should have come on with um, with the, the local doctor you just had a few minutes ago to figure out what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, I, I think that, that it may be a factor in just how, how this session progresses, especially early on, um, you know, if, if there are a lot of legislators or staff or others who wind up with Omicron and it sweeps through, even if it's mild, that could really knock things off course. Mm-hmm. Do you so, think it will set the table, COVID, for a lot of the conversations? Do you think the legislature will make any moves to limit the executive uh, branch's response to COVID-19? Uh, because, uh, you know, there have been complaints about, you know, how, how much Governor Justice can establish as far as limits on people's per- personal freedoms. Also, it's a little different than in priors because um, a lot of the municipalities are rolling in federal dollars and we're experiencing a budget surplus. So that should change the tone, too. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think those those financial decisions are 
are, are going to be a, a pretty big legislative focus this year. The legislature did pass a bill last year that, that made it clear that they've got the power of the purse, and even when these federal dollars come down, they need some say-so. When the dollars come to the state, uh, you know, not necessarily at the local level, but that they need at least to take a look and, and to have some supervision of the allocations. So I, I think that that kind of allocation of, of the federal money is likely to be one of the main things they're doing this year. But in terms of the governor's powers, yeah, that, that issue really came up, particularly in the House of Delegates last year, trying to uh, limit the amount of time, for example, that a state of emergency could be in place and, and the conditions under which it could be. And those limitations on the power just didn't really get full agreement between the two bodies, between the House and the Senate. But, you know, I think the effect it did have is it, it, it's that that debate seems to have affected the way the governor is going about things. I mean, he compared to the first year of the pandemic, he has been, you know, very, very reluctant to use that sort of executive authority to declare a mass mandate mm-hmm. or to, to have a stay home order. Um, you know, even when we were in the prior surge, he, he just, you know, said, you know, not going to do those things. Uh, he he has continued to urge people to get vaccinations, but has absolutely said that he doesn't think it's the state's authority to mandate them. So his his policy preferences, I think, have steered pretty clear of of legislative interference in in how he handles things. And I, so I, I just don't think there's there's it doesn't seem to me at this point that there's clamoring for the legislature to to rein in the governor's powers because he has taken a few steps back himself. Mm-hmm. Our guest this morning, Brad McElhenney, he is a statewide uh, correspondent for Metro News. Wanted to ask you about this budget surplus. Why are we consistently getting budget surpluses? Is there something wrong with the structure or are we just, you know, raking in that many dollars? I, I think it's a couple things. You know, the, the, the federal COVID relief acted on in multiple ways. I mean, it was relief directly to state government and to localities, and uh, but also for a while to the average citizen, enhanced unemployment benefits, um, relief to, to businesses. And, and some of those are not really in effect anymore, but they, they, they produce money that has been flowing through the state economy. So, so that has been one factor. The other is when times were harder for state government, the governor and his staff reduced the revenue estimates uh, as of a couple of years ago. And, and so now when things are back to being healthier, the, the monthly revenue reports look pretty good in comparison. And, and the final thing is Governor Justice and, and other state officials, the legislature, have tried to be pretty cautious with the state pocketbook. Uh, so that has resulted in uh, not only decent revenue coming into the state, but uh, sort of a flat level of how that money is being used, uh, which, again, makes it look good. <laughs> and of course- one, one trick for the governor and, and state officials, the legislature, is... When times are bad, you know, you got to cut things, and that's not pleasant. 
Right. But when times are good and they're they're surplus, everybody wants a slice of the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I, one question I would have is: Are are these really peculiar times, and can you bank on that money really right. being there going forward? I mean, if you if you do some expenditures that are ongoing. Is that really wise, or, or should caution continue to prevail? Like across the board, pay raises, for example, for state right. employees or bonuses. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I mean the governor has made it clear. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but he has made it clear that he would still like to do a, a significant income tax cut. But I, I do think, I think that is on the back burner now. Likely, I mean, as a, as a matter of political uh, reality, but the, the across the board pay raises, which I average 5% for state employees. And, and then this bonus also, uh, yeah, that's going to be an ongoing expense. And I mean, I, I think that, that the governor wants to do it. Obviously, legislative leaders like Senate President Blair and House Speaker Hanshaw have have support and have, have gotten the pulse of their caucuses on whether there's support within the Republican supermajority. So I think that is going to be front and center of this legislative session and may happen early on. I think there's broad support. But, you know, those are going to be ongoing expenses. And then when when you've used a couple hundred million dollars for the pay raises, even if you've got surpluses, you know, that limits what else you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it makes a huge difference for a lot of people in the state, for sure. Well, yeah. And, I mean, as you know, in, in – in the Panhandle and other areas, uh, the, the school systems are competing with uh, school systems in surrounding states, right mm-hmm. on the border, and it's an easy decision to make for a, a teacher to cross the border to make more money. So uh, well, that's one way West Virginia would benefit from being competitive. But and teachers are front and center because of the you know the the activities of the last few years flexing mm-hmm. their political muscle. But there are other jobs like uh, corrections officers in the jail system. Uh, where they are severely underpaid and it's hard to get uh, good workers who will remain in those jobs, um, child protective services workers. I mean, there are some counties in the state where there are just double-digit openings for mm-hmm. child protective services workers. I mean, it's a very sad story. Uh, so increased money would at least give the state the opportunity to be competitive in those sectors trying to keep those employees or, or recruit them that are just vital to some aspects of what the state does. So, uh, you know, Brad McElhenney is with us, legislative session starting next week. There have been some years we've talked to you and you've camped out, you've had to be on premises. What are you packing snack-wise this year? What are you anticipating? <laughs> or are you thinking well, it's going to be know, moving pretty quick this year or this what, time? What, what day is today? The 5th? Mm-hmm. I, I think my, my New Year's resolutions, I think, still hold. Um, so I'm going to try to make the snack bag a little healthier this year. Okay. Maybe some, you know, some, some carrots and veggies, some apples, that kind of thing. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I've always wished in, in the House of Delegates there are there are seats up front and you're looking out at, at delegates, which is, I mean, it's, it's a pretty interesting view. And then in the Senate, you're you're kind of in the back of everybody. But I have always wished that there were little, like, bicycle wheels that you could pedal <laughs> underneath the tables so that you wouldn't have these, you know, long, drawn-out experiences uh-huh. of just being sedentary. 
Wow. Uh, but I, I do hope to, to pack the, uh, the healthy snacks this year. Well, talk to us on day 30 when the little yeah. Debbies come out. <laughs> <laughs> when you run out to get a hot dog real quick and a coffee. <laughs> right. Bears. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> We've been speaking with Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. Uh, well, good luck uh, down at the in the Capitol for this legislative session. I hope it's not uh, too crazy for you down there. And thanks for taking a little bit of time to talk with us this morning on Panhandle Lot. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Take Absolutely. Care. Again, that was Brad McElhenney, Metro News statewide <laughs> correspondent, talking about uh, everything really to expect down in this legislative session that, that is getting ready to start up down in Charleston. But we've got to go to our last break. But we'll be back here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm, serving us Virginia and Maryland. Helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marge Kavalik. If you missed it, for the break, but Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney on to talk about the legislative session that's getting ready to get started and uh, the budget and things that are going to be talked about during that legislative session. So if you missed it, uh, you'll expect that a little bit later on Programming on our uh, Live Facebook and Spotify page. Programming note, uh, House Finance Chair Eric Householder will be with us next week. Um, and uh, I think it'll be Tuesday. He's going to check in with me during the um, where I'm going to call him and just see what day's better for him. Because sometimes they get down there and they're not really quite sure what the right. agenda is going to be um, and when they're responsible for sitting in meetings and that. But he'll be able to set the table about a lot of the finance stuff and you know where they think they might want to go with that. All right. So if you missed any of that conversation with Brad, uh, you can listen to that a little bit later on today. And, of course, we'll have him on uh, a little bit later on uh, here next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But in sporting news, I mean, we're already talking about Tyson Bajant, the Shepherd quarterback, uh, getting a scholarship in his honor. Well, in the pro world, the big news was the Washington football team has uh, revealed that um, they're changing their name from the Washington football team to something I guess more appropriate. Well, Although it was only I like temporary. Washington football team. Washington football team I like it. Was a temporary. They they were like, well, till we figure out what we're going to do with this. I don't know, but uh, well, before I get to this, um, apparently they went. They sent an uh, email out to season ticket holders and asked them, uh, you know, what name they would prefer. Their input, and they pretty much came back that it was admirals, uh, defenders, and. Commanders, you said? Commanders, yeah. yeah. Commanders, the admirals, and the defenders were the three ones that came back. Uh, I was just telling you, Marshall, off air, that mm-hmm. it, I do not want them to be the Washington Defenders because the D.C. Defenders, my favorite ever XFL team. I was in there from the beginning, so I could say that. I have merchandise, too. I can prove it. Um, I don't want them to be taken out. But I guess you don't have a vote because you're not a season ticket no. holder. Uh-uh. So th- those were the guys with the, with the votes. But... The Washington football team, in true Washington football team fashion, might have already spoiled what their name is going to be. <gasps> because, of course, fans did some sleuthing on the internet and trying to figure things out, right? And there were reflections in windows of pictures and stuff <gasps> that people tried to get. And they were getting, like, pictures of the helmet that way. Ooh, but a little private detectiving. Apparently, if you uh, were a little bit ago, if you were uh, to type in WashingtonAdmirals.com, Mm-hmm. It would redirect you to the Washington football team's official website. What if you typed in WashingtonCommanders.com or WashingtonDefenders.com? Don't know. Okay. Don't know. But now, since people figured that out, if you type in WashingtonAdmirals.com, it takes you to a charity called Giving Kitchen. Okay. So I think I'm not a betting 
person all the way, but I think admirals <laughs> is what it's going to be. Now, a lot of people like groundhogs. Don't know why. Or I'm sorry, not groundhogs. Uh, Red Hawks. Okay. Red Hawks That's was one cool. everybody liked. Uh, this says groundhogs because people said that this announcement is like groundhog day. So, so groundhogs. I always think about what could go wrong, you know, in, in a name. Like if you're the Washington admirals, then your initials are why. Why? So like if they lose. <laughs> like WFT. Like I like yeah, Washington like, football But doesn't team. that look like WTF? Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah. so. Yeah, there are so many considerations. I know. I like football team. I don't think that's a bad idea. But people have kind of gotten used to it, I guess. As long as they're not the defenders, because the DC defenders in the XFL was the greatest thing in sports. But for you about don't have six a vote. months. You, about six months was the greatest thing in sports. I loved every second of it. And pandemic came and whatever. But I think the Rock or somebody bought the XFL and is going to bring it back. At least last thing I heard. So without the defenders, maybe. Hopefully with the defenders front and center. Because they are America's team in the XFL. Oh, wow. In my opinion. My wow. Opinion. Okay. So, yeah. So when are they making this announcement? It is on February the 2nd. Okay. Although oh, it actually seems Groundhog like, Day. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Actually, uh, but it seems like they might have already uh, already kind of spoiled their, the, surpri- the surprise a bit. Tip their hats. Yeah, tip their hats, which uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up changing. Because this kind of happened with Charleston with their uh, minor league baseball team. It was the West Virginia Power. It was for the longest time it was West Virginia Power. Um, but then uh, once they got unaffiliated with the Pirates, they were changing their name and they mm-hmm. were doing this whole name reveal and stuff. Uh, and there were a couple of different options uh, and Dirty Birds was one of the options. And then somebody did the same thing, typed mm-hmm. in Charleston Dirty Birds and the, the URL was taken and something mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, squirrely. And that's how it ended up spoiling that too. So. Maybe that's how the world becomes your focus group that you you um, test fly these names out there and see what the reaction uh, is. Yeah. So maybe it's a stroke of brilliance and not an, a complete quote accident huh. that they did that. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out on February 2nd what the Washington football team changes their name to. And I think it's going to be the Admirals. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? You think that too? I, I'm not that invested in it. Just <laughs> me neither, really. Give me, give me a name that is easily pronounceable when I have to say it on air. Yeah, see, I That's don't all care, I care about. I don't care either. But anyways, if you missed any of the show, we had uh, Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney on to talk about the legislative session. Me and Marshall were talking about Tyson Bajan, Shepard quarterback, so cool. getting a uh, scholarship in his honor at the school, which is really, really neat, especially since he'll still be there while uh, the scholarship mm-hmm. is in his name. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and all kinds of other stuff. So if you missed it, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But for Marsh Kabbalah, this has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.